You're listening to a message from Mercy Culture Church, home of Pastor Landon and Heather Schott in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information about Mercy Culture and ways that you can be a part of it, visit mercyculture.com. Good morning, Mercy Culture Church. My name is Landon. I'm the senior lead pastor of Mercy Culture Church. This is my wife, Heather. It's good to be home. It's good to be home. If you're new here, the church isn't obligated to stand up and clap when we come to the pulpit. We've been gone on a sabbatical and miss you very much, and it's so, so good to be home. It's so good to be home. We missed you so much, Mercy Culture. As I was worshiping this morning, it was, it was a moment of how much I realized how much I missed worshiping with the wild on fire church like you. <laughs> was the presence of God not, just not beautiful and tangible in worship this morning? And so uh, I wanted to let you know how truly uh, much we missed you and how much of a joy it is to return to a church like this that comes not for us, but comes every single week for the presence of God. Yeah, give it up for yourself. I wanted to let you know, Landon and I spent many evenings on walks, dreaming about you, praying into the future, asking God for what he has next, and uh, sweet, sweet moments. And I wanna share with you a takeaway from this sabbatical that I believe the Lord really personally ministered to me, but it left in my heart to share with you uh, this morning. We have a special church or service planned this morning where there's just going to be prophetic moments. I I felt the Lord just say to prophetically also release uh, a major breakthrough he did in my heart on this sabbatical, and it was that rest would remain. And so often we get weary when vacation or sabbatical or Sabbath is coming to an end because we think we're saying goodbye to rest. And I felt the Lord take me into truly the deep rest of God, a true rest of God of coming into him and him speaking a word on rest that would remain no matter what came against us. It was a rest that remained in war in accusation, in weariness, that this is a beautiful part of God, that the world believes that you can have war or you can have peace, you can have war or you can have rest, but in the kingdom of God, it blows out all the rules of this world where you can be a warrior like those that fill these pews this morning and stay and remain in the rest peace and joy of the Lord. So I want to pray over you real quick. Lord, I pray that the revelation that you gave me over this last month of a a rest that would remain no matter what came our way, a joy, peace, and rest that would remain. I declare over the spiritual warriors in this room this morning that you would give them the revelation of rest. And truly, when we rest in you, Lord, you fight our battles. You bring a victory that we couldn't see coming. Lord, it's actually in our weakness where your dutimous power is manifested. And I pray this morning that whatever has come, your sons and daughters is uh, their way. Whatever accusations, whatever tormenting lies, there's deliverance and healing in the house this morning. Lord, I pray a rest that comes from a trust in you. 
<laughs> a trust that comes from a king that rules and reigns over all. So Lord, I pray a rest and a joy and a peace that would remain in this house, would remain in their homes, would remain in their marriages, would remain in their teenagers, their children. Lord, we receive it this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the vision of Mercy Culture is to take people from corporate encounters with God to daily personal encounters with God. What that means is, is that we don't want you just to encounter God in a church service, but we want you to encounter God every single day. Because when you get in the presence of God, it's so easy to hear Him. When you begin to hear God and obey God, everything in your life begins to change. So here at Mercy Culture, we're passionate about helping people encounter God. So we do this through our membership, which is really discipleship. We call it connect. It's really easy. You can text the, the uh, word connect to the number that comes on the screen, or you can find it at mercyculture.com. You watch a few short videos about our church, and then you take this amazing connect with God assessment. And here's what it'll do. It will show you how you best connect with God. Because a lot of times people don't realize that there's different ways to connect with God. So we're just guessing. And sometimes you make it in the secret place. Sometimes you have a God encounter and other times you don't. But when you realize how you connect with God, it is a game changer for your daily encounter with the Lord and your personal growth. And we want you to spiritually grow at Mercy Culture. So we want to help you connect with God on a daily basis. So if you haven't yet done so, I'd encourage you, text that number, go to the website, go through Connect, become a member. I promise you, you'll spiritually grow. Amen. How many ready for today? Today is Presbytery Sunday. And we have every single one of our apostolic elders in the building this morning. Mercy Culture's biblical government is singular headship and plural leadership. And what that means is, is that I'm the singular head of Mercy Culture. I'm the senior lead pastor, but I submit to an eldership and we operate in unity or nothing. And we've invited our apostolic elders to be voices into the eldership. And so if there's ever a time where the elders cannot come in 100% unity, not voting, 100% unity, we submit to the apostolic elders. They decide for us and put us in unity. And we haven't had to do that ever in the history of the four years that Mercy Culture has been in existence. But what we do do on a regular basis is bring the apostolic elders in and let them be fathers and mothers. Let them be spiritual voices into this house and into our lives. They preach here on a regular basis. Uh, Pastor Zane was just here a few weeks ago ministering. Pastor Jan was with them ministering. And uh, so they're here all the time. Dr. Brown's here on a monthly basis uh, ministering at SLS, which SLS is starting soon. They're here all the time, but we love bringing them once a year to prophetically minister at Presbytery. And so it's an honor to have them. Anything in your heart for apostolic elders? Anything in my heart for our apostolic Anything you elders? want to say about them? Uh, how much I, I love and honor and cherish um, all of them. They have been incredible accountability uh, voices into our life. And I believe that that's why this is uh, such a special Sunday because what we get intimately uh, this morning, you guys are going to get to receive from them on a different level from a message, which is very important, but they're, they're going to prophetically minister over some couples that are gonna come up. And then I believe there's gonna be some time at the end for them to just get to prophetically minister over, over a few of you out there. And so just wanna encourage you Pull on that anointing. 
When there is an expectancy pulling on that weight, on the glory of God, it not only makes, them, it, makes it easier for them to minister, but also uh, many of you have been praying and, and seeking from a word or an answer from the Lord, and you never know this morning if it comes from this platform or somebody sitting around you. So the prophetic is contagious, so prepare yourself. Come on, how many are ready? All right. Can you welcome Pastor Clay Ingram, our Dallas lead pastor? to come and host Presbytery. Pastor Landon, while the boss was away, the people did play. I'm kidding. I don't even know what that saying is. I think it's actually cats, the mice, I don't know. Um, The thing that I love about this house, Pastor Landon and Pastor Heather have been leading in this way since the very beginning, but we're not building this around a person. And I just love that they can go away and rest and it doesn't matter who spoke, who led worship, there's just this beautiful consistency to the presence of God and it's beautiful. So I love what God is doing here at Mercy Culture. I want to speak to you guys for just a couple minutes. Don't, we're only talking like 50 minutes here, okay? I'm kidding, five minutes, five minutes. It's important that we understand what is presbytery And I want to, I prepared this in such a way as I'm speaking to myself um, as a Baptist boy growing up in Amarillo, Texas. We're a part of presbytery services and you might be asking yourself the question, like what is it? I know what we do, but what is it? So 1 Timothy 4.14 says, do not neglect the gift you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. If you can flash the King James Version, At the end there, you actually have the word presbytery. And presbytery is just simply, it's it's a plural noun, and it means a council or team of elders. And so why do we do presbytery? Because the Bible tells us to. So you have Paul writing to Timothy, and he says, do not neglect the things that happened when we did this. When, when the elders came around and they laid hands and they prophesied, I was thinking, is there gonna be a moment three months from now, six months from now, when something that happened today, someone's telling you, hey, don't forget what God did in that moment. Things happen when we operate in this. This is biblical order. It's biblical corporate prophetic ministry. It's how the Bible set it up. So that's what we're doing today. Now, when you say prophesy and pray, remember I'm speaking to me, I know what prayer is, but what is, proph- what is prophecy? Prophecy, simply put, is when you hear God for the edification, encouragement, or fortification of others. Don't complicate this. God wants you to prophesy. Everybody here can prophesy. This does not mean that you're a prophet and you sit in the office of the prophet, spoken about in Ephesians 4, verse 11. It says, so Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for the works of ministry. We're not talking about that. But some of you, you're never gonna sit in the office of a pastor, but you're gonna be in places where you're called the shepherd and you're called to lead. Not everybody's gonna sit in the office of the evangelist for the equipping of the saints, But how many of you know that you're supposed to share your faith and the Lord's gonna call you to share your faith? And so in the same way, you may not sit in the office of the prophet, the Lord is calling you to be prophetic, okay? You can prophesy. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can prophesy. (laughs) Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Prophesy. 
Raise your hand if you're a son or daughter of God. You can prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14.31 says, for you, for you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. Prophecy is for instruction and encouragement. You can prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Not only can you prophesy, but God wants you to prophesy. If you don't operate in the prophetic, the Lord wants you to eagerly desire to operate in the prophetic. And don't make it complicated. We're not, it, this space gets cloudy sometimes. We're not, just start somewhere. So I want to give you an example. God loves you. Is that prophetic? Maybe. Maybe some of you, like, that just shattered your world. You just needed to hear God loves you. There was a time in my life, this is about 2017, and I've gone through a 20-year battle with pornography, just in addiction. And finally, I'm doing it the way that God is asking me to do it. I'm confessing to my wife. I have people in my life. And I remember there was a specific moment where I relapsed. And I'm in shame and condemnation. I can't get my head, I can't get my face up and look at God, and I'm just down and out. And a guy texts me, and all it said was, hey, right now in this moment, the Lord puts you on my heart and he wants you to know that he loves you. He told me that he loved me. And that meant everything to me. That's prophetic. The vision of this house is corporate encounters with God to daily personal encounters with God. When you're in your personal encounters with the Lord, he's gonna start speaking things to you. And some of those things are just between you and God, but he's gonna start putting people on your heart. He's gonna start speaking things about other people. It could be just a small prompting that you're to pay attention to, to reach out and send a text message. This is the prophetic. He's calling you to operate in the prophetic. And I just wanted to, to set the stage for what our elders are gonna be doing because I, be, I believe that the Lord's gonna activate the prophetic today. So I wanna invite our apostolic elders up. We have, you guys can go ahead and come up on stage. We have, yeah, go ahead. We have Pastor Tom Lane. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna tell you what I was thinking. We have Dr. Michael Brown and Pastor Zane and Jan Anderson. I almost said your name backwards. I almost said Pastor Zan. Pastor, Z did people ever do that? They did it at our wedding. <laughs> it almost happened and I was, it's not I Pastor I think it was Zan. prophetic, but it was more pathetic. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm glad I, I'm not pathetic today. So these are our apostolic elders. I wanna invite our first couple up. I'm sorry, our first individual. Jalen Jones, come on up. Come on. I think some of you know Jalen. So here's what I want today, as this is happening. I want you to lean in and I want you to pray for our presbyters. I don't know that that's a word, but the people that are prophesying, I want you to pray for clarity, that the spirit would flow, that thoughts would flow for, for our elders. And I want you to pray for the people that are being presbytered, okay? And then I want you to lean in yourself. I'm joking, 
But in all seriousness, I felt like the, the Lord's going to, he's going to give you a drink of water today. And so just lean in. There's going to be things that are said. My desire, I feel like there's this thing in the body of Christ where people hop from event to event and all they desire is to be on the stage. My desire is that we would, we would never be hungry. This is a bonus benefit, but that we would be so caught up in our intimacy with God and knowing his voice. It doesn't matter if we get this. So lean in today, and I believe that the Lord is going to minister prophetically to everybody in this room. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get started. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for revealing Jesus to us. Spirit of Jesus, thank you for meeting with us today. We love you. We give you this service. We give you our attention. We give you everything. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Move this table. Hi, Jalen. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you are. You know with him. He knows. Um, the reason why I've got this here is, is I, I've, I, you've been with, hanging with us for, gosh, I don't know how many weeks when we got your name. All we got was Jalen. And, uh, and, and so you've been kind of hanging with us without you knowing it. You've been on my prayer walks. You've been on my, are you a runner? Were you, you've, you Oh, deliver him right now. Well, you've been running with me for a, for a whole lot of weeks now, a few months now since we've got your names and hanging around our house. You've been waking me up in the middle of the morning, uh, our night rather, as we've just been interceding for, for this day, for this moment. Proverbs says, it's, it's verse uh, 23 of, of chapter 15, how good and, and pleasant is a word in due season. This is a very significant moment for you. You feel it, don't you? There's an expectation, huh? And you got three very, very strong apostolic voices that are gonna speak to you. And I, I, I tell you, when you walked up here, uh, I, don't, I don't think we've ever met, I don't, I don't think so. But when you walk up here, I thought, oh, that's what I've been feeling. That's the guy. Say, that's the guy. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. You can't just spectate. I got a yeah over there. Anybody else? You, you can't just watch and kind of look. You got to lean in, as Pastor Clay said so well, and, and an amen and a hallelujah, and that's right. Because he's going to need it, and I kind of like it every now and then. Okay? You got it? Because you might get surprised that if you'll participate, the Holy Spirit might just slip you a word while you're participating. All in favor, say aye. aye. And so that word in due season, really the way it's translated in the Hebrew, it's an appointed word, a sent word. Listen to this. One translation says a word with destiny in it. So my counsel to you to set it up and you that are gonna be up here momentarily is, is don't worry about trying to take all the notes because prophecy is like an iceberg. You understand that, huh? 10% 10 of, a, of an iceberg's above water. There's 90%. And there's so much more that you'll get later on as you lean into the word that the Holy Spirit will bring revelation. Amen? You ready? Oh, I like this. I like this. As I was praying for you, and they're not necessarily in, in this particular 
order of importance, not at all. It's just as I got them, I wrote them down. But the first one was I was on my, on my prayer walk, just praying in the spirit, and I saw a picture of a scene in the New Testament, Luke chapter five, familiar scene. I knew it, and the moment I saw it, I knew where it was at. And it was, Peter was washing his nets, and he'd fish all night long and caught nothing. And he had yet had that encounter with Jesus. And Jesus comes up and says, hey, can I get on your boat? Let's go fishing. And he looked at Jesus and said, listen, with all due respect, I'm a fisherman. We've fished all night long. You don't fish in the day. And he said, come on, let's go fish. And I heard the Lord say these words, cast out again, because there's a catch for you. And, and, and where there's been a sense of, gosh, I failed here and I failed there. The Lord says, no, 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 no. That was all part of the training process. Are you hearing it? Yeah. That was all part of the preparation. You didn't fail. Good, yeah. mm. I just right now want to break off of you the fear of failure. Yeah. I want to yeah. break it off of you. Yeah. I want to break it off of you. No, the Lord says you are not a failure. Come on, help me. You are not a failure. And as I'm walking, praying in the spirit, I heard the Lord say, tell my son, Jalen, let's try this again. Only this time, you don't realize how much you've learned and you don't realize how much you've understood and you're gonna operate in a whole new level. And watch out, little Susie, we got a big catch coming. Somebody say amen. So I break it off of you now. Things said as a child, Things said in your middle age, as an adolescent, even as a young man, you, you, you've never, you've never, why can't you be like? And I break off the like, because you're just like you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jesus says to you, Jalen, let's go fishing. Which led into the next word I heard. There is such a unique, and this was the word I heard, an evangelistic anointing on you. Oh, that's good. You're a catcher. You're a harvester. There, there, there's a, especially, and I'm not saying you don't have ministry in the house, but there's especially a marketplace anointing on you. Mm. Out there. Thank you, Lord. Out there. How you work out there, connections out there. And you're gonna go, why am I getting connected with these people? Because they're ready and you're their harvester. You're the one that's gonna bring them in because there's an evangelistic anointing on you. So the Lord says, Jalen, listen to this word. It's a good word. You, you got anything yet? Not yet? Go. Can I keep going? Listen to this word. Buckle up. Everybody tell Jalen because you are ready to go on a life, a ride of a lifetime. Thank you, Jesus. There are some, the word I got, some divine adventures are headed your way. So you're gonna have to buckle up. Do you have a passport? Okay, I was just gonna say, I didn't know that. I guess if I was real prophetic, I would have known that, huh, Pastor? But make sure it's current, because I think there's some overseas stuff coming your way. You're gonna be in some places. Um, I especially heard the word redemption and reconciliation. Yes. Redemption and reconciliation. 
And I felt like the Lord said it has to do with family. It has to do with family. There's gonna be some things that are gonna be redeemed in your family. Things the enemy stole from you. Things that you, you were taken from you. I heard things he never got, I'm bringing them back in greater measure. And in the redemption, Jalen, I heard the Lord say, tell my son, I'm going to reconcile it. I'm gonna reconcile them. There's a reconciliation that's coming in the family. And the Lord said, I'm gonna break off regrets. I'm gonna break off regrets. I shoulda, I shoulda, I shoulda. The Lord said, you're no longer to say I shoulda anymore. Now your verbiage is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm breaking off regrets that have held you back. And then finally, the word I got was, despise not small beginnings, because it's about to explode. Amen. Amen. Jalen, I had the Lord tell me to tell you that you're ready. <laughs> and you've been struggling and even saying to the Lord, I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready yet. And the Lord says, you're ready, my son, you're ready. And I saw a javelin in your hand. And I wasn't even sure what a javelin was. And I said, Lord, what does this mean? And he took me to Joshua 8, 18. And he said to Joshua, lift up the javelin in your hand toward the city of Ai and you shall conquer it. And the Lord says, you are a conquering man of God. That javelin will be unique to your giftings where you've looked and said, I'm not like that. I'm not like him. And you have disqualified yourself. The Lord says, pick up the unique javelin within your hand and you shall conquer cities. And the Lord says, you, your life is as an incense that rises to him. The Lord says, your life is a pleasing aroma to him, Jalen. And God says, he sings over you. (laughs) He sings over you and your heart is his. And the Lord with joy receives your heart, Jalen. But he says, you are a fire keeper. You are a mighty prayer warrior. And you shall do great exploits in the kingdom for your king because he has appointed and chosen you. For this time, you are ready, Jalen says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hi, Jalen. I love the tenderness that I see in you, your your heart that's expressed in those tears. I know it's precious to God. Jalen, I saw this. Uh, Your scope of influence is increasing. God is lengthening your pegs, lengthening your cords, strengthening your pegs. He's expanding the extent of your influence. 
And I heard this, don't look to the right or to the left. You, uh, if you look to the right and compare yourself to somebody else, if you look to the left and you take pride in the fact that you're better than him but not as good as him and, or her, and uh, the Lord said, you shall be careful therefore, Deuteronomy 5.32, to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn to the right or the left. You shall walk in all the ways the Lord your God is commanding you that you may live and that it may go well with you. Don't be distracted by something on your right or something on your left. You stay true to what God has called you to do. Be careful not to compromise what God has called you to, to do uh, um, and in order to please others. I think there's a voice or maybe some voices in your life that have been trying to influence you a, a way different than you have felt God calling you to. They may even have spoken words over your life, words that, that are, make you feel as though you're failing or you've, you've missed, missed it. And God says, don't pay attention to them. He'll use others to confirm the word, but he does not deliver his word by a committee. He puts it in your heart. <laughs> so back to this platform, Jalen, he's given you a platform, steward it well. Uh, your faithfulness has qualified you for more. Step, step into the doors opening to you with faith, courage and confidence. And I heard this, a voice, a voice with words of influence. You, you have a, a gift uh, to influence across multiple generations and your influence will extend mightily. Don't let the enemy rob you of this. God has given it to you. He's ex extending your influence. All you have to do is be obedient to what God has called you to do. He'll open the doors and you'll have a mighty impact on multiple generations. God bless you. So as often happens, uh, everything that's been in my heart has been spoken. Uh, so I, I wanna bring this together in a practical way. The moment you sat down, immediately the those same thoughts hit me, the disqualified, the past failures disqualified. Of course, every one of us has had failures. And even though you're a young man, it's like, well, the best is behind. So why is God doing this today? Why are you sitting here today? Why have all these words come saying the same thing to you? It's so that from this day on, you have something. First Timothy 1.18, he was told to fight the good fight in keeping with the prophecies. The whole battle's right here in your head. The spiritual breakthroughs have come. You have to now renew your mind. And when those thoughts come, you have to go back. No, no, no. God would not have done this. He's not a tease. He would not have brought you here and had these words spoken of over you. If he's teasing you, if the, if the lies were true, you wouldn't be sitting here, all right? So you gotta, it's the battles right here. Lord, give my brother grace as we've all had to learn how to do this, to control those thoughts, to renew our minds. Lord, help your son like never before to take every thought captive. 
And then my brother, with the liberty that you walk in, you'll help liberate many others because you've been there and you felt that and you've wrestled through it. From here on, a strength of mind. It's not a lie. God wants you to know it's not a lie. It is his word. It is his truth. Renew this mind, Father. Help your son to renew his mind and take these thoughts captive so he can help bring liberation to so many others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. I just felt like there was a theme in comparison. This pressure that that can sit on you like I'm supposed to look like someone or speak like someone or sing like someone or minister like someone. And I just believe that the Lord is uniquely releasing himself through just simply yielded vessels. It doesn't have to look like anything. So if you've dealt with comparison, will you just raise your hand? I just wanna pray into this as we conclude with with Jalen. So God, I just come against the spirit of comparison. We break it off right now in Jesus' name. God, I pray that a godly contentment would come over your sons and daughters where it doesn't even matter what they're doing as long as they're with you, as long as they know you. So we break it off right now in Jesus' name. And I declare that your peace would go, that you would begin to build people up into who you've called them to be, nothing else, Father. We declare that your sons and daughters I feel like the Lord just needs, he wants you to hear this today, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not missing anything. We trust you, Lord. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we get it up for Jalen? I want to invite Ray and Chantel Valdez. She's better looking than you, but thank God for that. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, just, just a minute, just a fresh. Yes, There's such a, such a unique anointing on you. There's a uniqueness about his, his call and his purposes for you. Um, and the season you've walked into. You've, you've made some um, decisions, some sacrifices, and the Lord said, I'm gonna honor you for those. The Lord says, I, I know what you gave up. I know what you let go of, and I know the cost of it for you personally. But God says, I saw it all. And it's coming back, pressed down, yes. shaken together. Yes. Oh, I feel anointing on this and running over. Yes, so what you think you lost was alone. <laughs> Hear it? What you, what God needs stuff. He needs you to know you can give him what he asks. And guess what? He knew you would give it to him. You needed to know you would give it to him. That's why you put Isaac on the altar. 
that thing you always wanted, and God said, lay it down. That thing you dreamed of, that thing you thought God told you was yours. But wait, you promised me. I know Abraham. Put him on the altar. God was never going to kill that child. God would have never let Abraham kill that child. God wanted Abraham to know that he was all in. And you are an all-in couple. Somebody say amen. Amen. I heard the Lord tell me this. He quickened this passage. For disappointments have left you weary and broken. But a sudden turnaround is coming. Proverbs 13, verse 12. A sudden turnaround, suddenly. And what you've been disappointed in, God said, get your eyes off of it. Because just around the corner, say around the corner, is the sudden breakthrough you've been longing for. The Lord said this to me, and it was, it was interesting, the phrase. I wrote it down as I heard it. Tell them you're going to see it. Now, you know what this means, okay? Tell them you're going to see it, but tell them you're also going to have it. I'm going to give it to you. I keep my promises, says the Lord. I keep my promises. Then he, he quickened Haggai. It'll take you a month to find Haggai. Haggai chapter 2, verse 15. As the promise I made to you, do not fear. For my spirit has been at work, and I will fulfill my word even now, says the Lord. You're moving into your fulfilled promise season. There's some promises that are going to be answered in this season of time. Mark it down. August 6, 2023 is the beginning of answers to prayers and answers to promises. And also, he quickened uh, Psalm 7, verse 6. Psalm 7, verse 6. Listen to this word. Uh, it, it's really a powerful word. I especially felt it was for you. The Lord said, tell, tell them, but tell my son, I have commanded your vindication. The devil miscalculated. He thought he could take you out. He thought he could so discourage you with the attacks around you that you would give up, but he miscalculated. Your heart is set. Your heart is steadfast. Your heart is committed. So while you were going through all of that, the Lord was not oblivious. He was saying, I got it on my clock. I know the exact time. And the Lord said, tell him, now I have commanded your vindication and there are going to be some things made right for you. The smile of God is over you guys. Um, it's a good word. And, and I think deep in your heart, you want to believe it, but you have a hard time thinking, why would God say that about me? But this is pretty simple, but pretty profound. The Lord tell them that I trust them. Whoa. He trusts you. You know, I'm going to jump in right here because Chantel, I heard the Lord say to tell you, he has found you trustworthy. So when my husband said, over both of your lives, the Lord says, he really trusts you. And he trusts you to such a level 
that he is going to bring broken people into your lives. Chantel, there is redemptive gifts within yeah, you. Romans on. 12. There are multitudes of redemptive gifts. You're going to take the cast off, the throwaways, the rejected, the addicted, the bound. Come on, Chan. You're going to go into the enemy's camp and you're going to liberate them because the Lord trusts you to love above all. The Lord says you are a lover, but you're also a warrior. You are a warrior. And I heard over both of you that you are God's war club. Can I just, can I keep going? I was there, I didn't know if you were. Okay, he gave me that scripture in Jeremiah 51, 20. And the Lord says to you, Ray, the Lord says to you, Chantel, you are my war club, my weapon of war. I will use you to destroy kingdoms of darkness. Come on. I will use you to destroy dark nations. In other words, the call that he has upon your life is so strong. And I saw your voice, Ray, as a trumpet. And I heard the Lord say, tell him he's got direct mail. <laughs> and I thought, okay, direct mail. In other words, you're going to start hearing God's voice downloaded to you. And he is wanting your voice to magnify his voice. Yeah. And the scripture he said, Jeremiah 51, 27, blow the trumpet and set up a standard. You are a standard bearer. In fact, you will say, this is the way, walk ye in it, to those to follow. You will set a standard and you will be able to say, follow me as I follow Christ. And you will say to so many lives, follow me as I follow Christ. And you will have a troop of disciples delivered throwaways, castaways, bound people that will be an army, a liberated army in the kingdom that will do massive damage to the enemy. So Lord, we thank whoa, 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 whoa. you. You got more? We don't, we don't collaborate. She doesn't get to see my words because she'll steal them. <laughs> she won't let me steal her words because she knows I'll steal them. But my last word was you scare the adversary. He is frightened of you. Had no idea she was coming off with the war club and all that stuff. You fright, you need to hear that because he's tried to convince you, nah, you're not that strong. He hopes you don't see who you really are. So Lord, we thank you for them and we know God Hallelujah. that they trust you. But yes. God, you are saying today that you trust them, that you have found them worthy. So Lord, we say every place of unworthiness no longer has any residence within her heart. No place of why me, Lord, has no place within your son's heart. So Father, we thank you that they are your war club and that which you are doing in them, God, will be multiplied against the works of darkness in your powerful name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys.
So I want to I want to pick up a little bit on something that they were saying. Uh, I feel like there's um, a promise, something that a dream, something that God put in your heart that's been delayed, and I've I maybe even used this terminology that uh, that ship sailed, and it's it's as though you've given up thinking we just need to let go of what we thought God said, but maybe just he didn't say it. And I, I just want to add, they gave you plenty of support to, to say it's not true. It's not true. There's been resistance, but it's coming your way. And what the enemy's stolen, he will replace. And here's, here's a word um, from the word that I got. Numbers 23, 19 says, God's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said, and will he not do it? Has he not spoken, and will he not bring it to pass? It's a promise for you guys. And Ray, when I, when I was praying for you, uh, I thought, this is a man of great spiritual discipline. You look like you're a man of physical discipline. Maybe spent some time in the gym. <laughs> uh, but you're a man of spiritual discipline. You study the word, you fast, you pray, you put the time in God's workout and it's reflected in your ministry voice. You serve with a sacrificial heart. You speak with authority. Your gift of giving inspires others and gives you authority to teach and guide others who have excess. There's an apostolic calling on your life. You may not have stepped into it yet, but what apostles do, or at least that function, is to set things in order, to identify people and set them in their right place. And that's what you do. You will mentor, coach, father many in their faithful service for God and his kingdom. And Chantel, I, I saw this over you, these words that the Lord would describe, use, use describing you hardworking, loyal, faithful, thoughtful, trustworthy. A gift of serving and hospitality is in you and it makes others feel loved and welcomed. You help others find their place and connect in community. You're bold in asking and involving others in ministry service. You are a great steward of resources, and resources being people, things, and money. You produce with what you have, and you've been faithful, and therefore God says, I will give you more. I will, I will pour into you what you have already demonstrated uh, through your faithfulness and your kindness. God's work in you is not done. It's only beginning and it's going to be great. You two are awesome pillar couples in this house. Okay, so here's the interesting thing. Uh, I've gotten to know Ray pretty well because he's one of my regular drivers, Ray or Chuck. When I come in, so I'm spending hours to and from the airport, back and forth to class. We've worked out together and gotten to know Chantel, not as much, but students in, in SLS. But we were just given first names and I never connected it until you walked up here. So it just made it all the more interesting that what God had dropped in my heart, you came, it's like, oh, of course it fits. And then of course you steal all the thunder ahead of time. But 
So it was kind of interesting to get the word and, and then to know who it's for. It's like, oh, sweet. So some years ago, Chantel, I was, I was at a class, the spirit had fallen in our school in, in North Carolina and we never had class. I was just on my face praying and students just gathered around me and all laid their hands on my back and were praying. And one by one they left, except one just kept their hand on the small on my back. So I thought, when are they gonna leave? And I mean, it was great. It's like, okay, it's quiet, it's been a while. And then I realized, no, it wasn't their hand. Someone just must've thrown one of those blankets on me when I was laying on the ground, just to, you know. So I went to grab it and there was nothing there. And I heard the Lord say, I've got your back. And <laughs> it's only natural with all the faith steps you've taken and everything to have anxious thoughts. I mean, it's perfectly natural. And a lot of things don't make sense and don't fall into place. It's never gonna be perfect, but God really wants you to hear that. He's got your back. Where, where you didn't quite figure this, or this hasn't been calculated, or did Ray plan it right? There's, he really wants you, he's got your back. And as we were worshiping and Jesus praying for us, that revelation just hit in an overwhelming way. So he, he, wants, he wants that to penetrate deeply. He's got your back. And, and Ray, the word came about these direct downloads. What I felt, tell the wife, tell Chantel without realizing it was you too. He's got your back. And to tell you, you really do hear God. You really do hear his voice because so many of the things are outlandish and so many of the things don't happen on schedule and so many of the things are contrary to logic. He wants you to know you really do hear his voice. So the very ways that we get attacked, the wife, the mother, just the, the daily planning and the care, he's got your back. The way husbands and fathers are gonna get attacked, leading the way, you're both exactly where you need to be. Everything is right on schedule. And he's, he's got, if you could see a year or two, five years ahead, you'd be blown away by what he's gonna do. So Lord, thank you for this faithful couple. Thank you, Lord, for that confident faith to rise that in the midst of every challenge, there'd be an overwhelming peace. It's almost look at each other like, this doesn't feel right. We should be worried. We should be stressed. But God, you have their back and you've prepared the way ahead of them. Thank you for the amazing things that you are doing and are about to do. Everything is on schedule. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you that don't know the Valdezes, they're just yielded. There's so much in them and they're just simply yielded. Can I build something? Hey, can you pray? Can you lead? And just involved in all these different facets. And it's beautiful that they're up here and they're receiving this. Um, I don't remember who said it, but talking about an apostolic anointing. I agree with you. Can we, just as we close them out, can we get all of the elders to just pray over them, lay hands on them, and, and one of you can lead. And church, I just want to invite you guys to pray. Something's being imparted right now.
Father, we just lay hands according to the word that was just spoken that's been affirmed about an apostolic anointing that is upon this couple, upon Ray and Chantel. And right now the congregation comes into agreement and we say, Lord, may you continue to open this mantle upon their lives and their understanding, Lord, that they will walk in the fullness of what you have anointed and mantled them for. So, Father, we lay hands upon them and we impart into them in this moment that which you have provided for them, that they may move in all that you have purposed in your powerful name. Now, now listen real quick, because this is, this is a strong. Pastor Tom gave you a pretty heavy word. I mean, apostolic is a whole other level. And it would be easy, and I have to affirm what he said. I think you're right on. I think it's right on point with the Spirit of God. But I felt like, and then when you came up and said what you said, and then Pastor Clay, I think it was right to do this, I just wanna, I want you to hear something, okay? What God is doing today is being accelerated. Romans 12, not 12, 13, somewhere in there, find it. That's your assignment. But the implication of the text, I'm telling you the truth, the implication of the text, that in the last days, he will do a quick work and wrap it up. Okay, in the last days. What, what is that saying? To you, what it's saying is, uh, apostle, all that's, whoa, uh-uh. He's gonna accelerate the learning, accelerate the preparation, accelerate it all. So what took me a long time to get where I'm going, and I am old, is not gonna take you as long. Somebody say amen. And if you're willing to embrace the process, willing to let him continue to do what he's doing, he will do it at a far faster pace and you'll move into that apostolic anointing far quicker than any of us that are standing here. How many say amen to that? So my word to you is bust a move and get moving, okay? Come on, bless them. Thank you, Ray and Chantel. I was just thinking about how long it's been since someone has stood in front of me and been like, man, it just really looks like you work out. <laughs> That's not part of the service, but just the thought was crossing my mind. It hadn't happened in years. I don't know. Lindsay, I love your cooking. Thank you. Okay. I want to invite up Erica Christian. Telly, Christian Telly. Come on, Erica. If there was a joy meter, she's off the charts. She might be the most joyful person at Mercy Culture. I, I, feel, I feel a little bit like, like um, Dr. Brown talking about Ray and Chantel, and Ray has been picking you up, and you didn't connect the name with the person. Well, when I saw you coming up, I didn't connect you with this. Now, obviously, we know each other from SLS. SLS is the best in the house. But, 
Yeah, but, but I'm saying I see you all the time at SLS walking around. But the point I'm making is when I, I, I connect, I thought, wow, I like this. Mm. You got a good word, Erica. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> he just loves you so much. Yes, he does. He does. He does. <laughs> he does. I'm not, aren't I prophetic? <laughs> See, she affirmed that prophetic word. I know I have that anointing in my life. I love him. Yeah, yeah. But I got to tell you, I'm a little bit irritated with you. Because the way I got this first word was I heard an alarm clock, and I don't use an alarm clock because I'm old. How many old people don't need an alarm clock? You feel my, all you young people, it'll come on you sooner than later. Yeah, so, 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 I, I, so I don't use an alarm clock ever. I just wake up when I wake up and it's always early. But this one was an alarm clock and I heard it and I thought, what is that? I didn't set an alarm and it was like three something in the morning. I thought, what are you setting the alarm for? And the Lord said, no, it's not for you. It's not for her, it's for Erica. And I knew, the, I heard the name, Erica. And in the alarm, I heard the Lord say, I need you to tell my daughter it's time. She'll know what that means. It's time to step out. It's time to cross over. It's time to possess. The alarm clock is sounding for you. It's time. You know what he's talking about. I don't, and I don't need to know. I just need to deliver the word. It's time. And then I heard this word. The Lord said, tell her not only it's time, you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody say amen. Second yeah. Corinthians chapter three, verse five. And get it, it'll be a, a very important verse for you, but I'm gonna paraphrase it. It basically says, I have made you adequate. <laughs> He's made you adequate. It's your season. You are ready and you are able. And we've already prayed this, but we need to say it again. Pastor, I think Pastor Clay uh, brought this to our attention, but we break off comparisons. Yeah. He doesn't want you to like all those things and all those people you think you need to be like because the uniqueness of your person and your personality is what's gonna be attractive. So we right now just break off those comparisons. Yeah. Stop trying to be like and be you. Be who God's called you to be. You wanna to add to that? I just wanna step in, Erica, not knowing that it was you the very first word that I heard from the Lord to tell you is that your past does not define you. And the Lord says, not only does your past not define you, but your past does not limit you, says the Lord. Come on. But actually, the Lord said he is going to take your past and it will be a platform for your destiny. I think the congregation agrees with the Lord. Um, 
I saw a picture of you, again, not knowing it was you, and I saw a crown on your head, and I saw a ball in your hands. And immediately I started to think the crown was a symbol of royalty, but the Lord said the crown that I was seeing was a crown of rising authority. <laughs> and it wasn't the word arising, it was rising like a dough of bread will just slowly. I saw the Lord say there's a rising authority that has been recognized in the heavens. And the Lord is telling you to come boldly before his throne and you are to ask big and great things and to believe him for that. He said he is securing you with this crown in your position in Christ. And it, this crown was a triumph over your past that he is putting that you will triumph. But then listen, Erica, the ball in your hand was crazy because I heard the Lord say, tell her to take the shot and get out of the boat, what he just said. So it is your time to step out and into, and it's time to make a basket in your destiny. Genesis 45 was quickened to me, and it's a very interesting scene in the Old Testament. Jacob is being invited, or Jacob has had the reconciliation with his son Joseph. That's a whole nother thing that has relationship to you. But, but it, says, it says that Jacob sent wagons filled with, filled with provisions to get his family his dad and his brothers. And I heard the Lord say, tell my daughter, the wagons are coming. The wagons are coming. Yes, divine provision, divine provision. First Samuel chapter nine, verse 23, the prophet says, go get what I've been holding back in reserve. And what's been held back is now being released for you. And what you've been without, you will now have and have in abundance. He also said, tell her that I'm gonna bring into her life significant relationships that will help you get to the place and to the purpose. Significant relationships. Exodus chapter two, verse 12 says, this is the beginning of months for you. Your new year starts August 6th, not January 1. And the Lord also says that he is redeeming your generational bloodline and that he will use you to redeem others' generational bloodlines. Do you know what that says? That says families. You have a call to families in your life. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hi. You know, even in tears, you, you laugh and, and smile. That's, that's one of the things I saw when I started praying for you is fun, fun, fun. You are fun. You are fun. I don't know that I've ever, I'm not a big nursery rhyme person, 
I don't know that I've ever delivered a word with a nursery rhyme, but, but I kept hearing little Bo Peep lost her sheep. And, I, I, and in a little while, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but anyway, in a little while, uh, they came running after a wagon, their tails. And then, then right after that, I thought of, uh, there was an old lady who lived in a shoe and had so many kids, she didn't know what to do. And I thought, is this you? Are, are you, are you, a, a, are you a children's pastor, a nursery worker? And the Lord said, no, she's a kind, compassionate, nurturing daughter of mine. A teacher with stories to tell. You, you could regale a class with some of the stories because you'd be laughing at your own stories and they would be laughing at you. You'd keep their attention. You're, you're quick to obey. You're obedient in, in your sacrifice. I know that obedience is far more pleasing to God than any sacrifice that could be made. There's a musical heart and a teaching mind that is in you. You have stewarded your gifts and opportunities well. Your faithfulness in service is now opening new doors of opportunity. There are unexpected opportunities, but just because it doesn't look like you have thought, don't reject the opportunity. <laughs> Prayerfully consider each and every, uh, every one. The Holy Spirit will guide you with his peace and understanding and the the key is Proverbs 3. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your paths. God is leading you into a new season and it's gonna be a season filled with the laughter that you so easily display. God bless you, Erica. Thank you, Lord. Let me just say one thing to to everyone and then minister to Erica. You know, sometimes people are critical and say, well, why, why do some of these prophecies talk about the breakthrough that's right ahead or so many positive words? Well, this is why God set it up. And it's this time for these people. It's time for breakthroughs. It's time for transitions. These are significant moments. And, and often when God is going to correct us, when we, it, it, that's, that's private, that's behind the scenes. Right? You know, God doesn't bring some up on the stage so that they get rebuked, right? So these are times of breakthrough. And as we said in the first service, there may be things that are spoken very specific for the person here, but it's like an arrow hits you because it's, it's that moment for you. So it's not just you can make anything apply, but if the spirit bears witness, to, grab it, grab it, amen? So I've had this word floating waiting for the moment for it to land, and now the last person that landed, the words about reconciliation. I've just been hearing prodigals coming home, prodigals coming home. So whether it's people in your own life and or those you'll minister to, because of the love and the affirmation and the joy, you're gonna be able to take these people that have been away, that have been hurt, and be the bridge by which they come back to God. So through you, people close to you, 
prodigals are coming home. And you will have the amazing joy, the Luke 15 joy of seeing that. The other phrase that's been in me, fire in my bones, Jeremiah 20 is when he says that, that when he tried to hold back the word, he couldn't, it was like fire shut up in his bones. And I see that the things God's gonna give you to do and commission you to do, the passion's gonna be off the charts. It's, and, and it's gonna be like fire in your bones. And it's gonna enable you to break through in, in difficult situations and, and have to go to somebody, really pull them out of the fire. But you, you can do no other because it's in you. So I just wanna pray for that to rise and increase, to, to snatch those that are ready to perish and, and, and to be that one, that, to be that bridge. It's gonna take a holy stance. It's in you with that, with that love and that joy. That's why you're able to do it. Lord, for our sister, for fire in her bones, for, for the passion, for the mission, for the people to, to make her absolutely unstoppable. She can do no other. And then afterwards she looks back, how'd that even happen? But you did it for the redemption of many prodigals coming home through your daughter. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. The redemption of bloodlines. If some of you that, that know Erica's story, boy, is that true. And I just want to remind you that the decisions you're making today to yield and to give yourself to Christ, literally all the things you've dealt with ends with you. You are the stopgap. And so I just want to, when Erica, she's just so faithful. She's here, she's just always happy, always serving, always encouraging. And it came to my mind, the prophetic word that was released over this house, as you build God's house, God is going to build your house. So I just want to encourage you. Austin and Lizzie, I feel like this is for you guys. This is for any serve team member and you're just pouring yourself out. There's a process to this promise. But as you build God's house, God is going to build your house. So God, I just pray encouragement and joy over your sons and daughters. God, I pray that there'd be a refreshing renewal, a peace on a personal level, a peace that surpasses understanding, a peace that pours into the family unit. God, that we would, we would just be satisfied in you, Father. Father, as they serve your house, build their house. We declare these things in Jesus' name, amen. Can we thank Erica? All right, let's enter in. We got a little bit more time here. We want to release our apostolic elders to release corporate words, words in due season. We're gonna take a little bit more time, but I just want to release you guys to go. Okay, um, I wrote this word and I will uh, submit it to you, Pastor Landon, after we're done here. Um, a word for mercy culture. You are a bright shining light for me, says the Lord. You are a lighthouse shining out to help others navigate to me as they seek to fulfill my purpose. Your love for me and people has given you favor and authority 
in heaven and on earth. God says, well done. Psalm 20 and verse one, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout with joy over your salvation and in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all of your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. You have kept your focus on me and your work has been to serve those in need as you stand against darkness and evil. Remember and renew your commitment to humanity humbly uh, uh, with, uh, renew your commitment to uh, humility, humility that is demonstrated in your love and submission to me and each other. Make love your foundation and your goal. Humble yourself under my mighty hand and I will exalt you. I am your provision, your strength, and your security. Remember this, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we, Mercy, mercy Culture, trust in the name of the Lord our God. I spoke this in the first service, but want to say it again here. Judges 3, verses 1 and 2, it lists the nations that the Lord allowed to remain as Israel was taking the promised land that there were some nations they were not able to drive out immediately. And it said that this was to teach them warfare. And for those who didn't have previous battle experience. And I've never worked with a church that's had the supernatural favor this quickly that Mercy Cultures had. To be in this facility so quickly, to have these numbers so quickly, to be planting new campuses so quickly, to have distributed tens of millions of meals and COVID, just so much. It happens so quickly and, it, and it's going to continue to grow and expand. But the resistance, the opposition, the challenge, it's, it's for the body to become battle tested. Uh, Pastor, Leather, pa Pastor Len and Pastor Heather came here to plant this work very much battle tested for many, many, many years of intense trial, challenge, difficulty. So the opposition, the challenges, it's, it's to get everyone more battle ready so that mercy culture can rise up together as a body of warriors in the spirit and take the ground that God has called you to take in Jesus' name. Just, just, just a couple of things and it'll be maybe a little repetitious for when I was here. Um, Come love, when I was here, uh, what, what, two, three weeks ago, uh, your pastor uh, was not here and, and I don't think he has had a chance to listen to the message yet, he didn't need to. But I feel like I need to reaffirm it. 
because God kind of deepened it. I can't get away from it for this house. There's so many unique things about mercy culture. And, and, and Dr. Brown alluded to him moments ago, the unique anointing and favor, the unique uh, plethora of ministries that flow out of, into and out of this house. And uh, just, it's incredible all that God has done. But I heard this phrase, among all those other things you are, you are the house of Bacah. And that may be sounding strange to you, but Bacah is a Hebrew word for intercession. And when the Lord was describing the church he was really after, he didn't say a house of miracles or a house of great preaching or dynamic personalities, though that's all here. Somebody say amen. amen. So what I'm longing for is a house of prayer. Because everything, say everything, amen. is born out of that kind of heart and passion. And the Lord told me to tell you, he has found you to be a house of prayer, a house of intercession. But he's gonna take it, pagah, he's gonna take it to a level of intercession because the Hebrew word pagah is such rich word and the Lord told me, look it up. It literally means to tear down, to drive out, and to take back. Tear down, drive out, and take back. And you're not afraid to do any of those. And you've been doing all of those. But the Lord said this month of prayer that the leadership called you to was not just to keep you busy for the month of July. Uh, a, summer of, a, a summer of prayer. It wasn't just to keep, yeah, the whole summer, I'm sorry. But, but, but just to keep you busy. But it was to set you on a pace, full circle, higher level. Another level of prayer, another level of intercession, another understanding. So I just want to release you that that's where you're headed and you're going to begin to tear down more than you've ever tore down and you're going to begin to drive out more than you've ever driven out and it's beyond, it's beyond Fort Worth, it's beyond the, the city of, of, of or the state of Texas, it's national and even international and you're going to take back what belongs to God. Somebody say amen. Yeah, yeah. Along with this summer of prayer, I heard the Lord say there's a mantle of Aaron upon this house. There was a plague that was destroying, killing people. And Moses said to Aaron, go take the censer off of the altar. And Aaron grabs the censer off the altar, which represents prayer, and runs into the plague and the scriptures tells us he stopped the plague because Aaron stood between the dead and the living. This house is called to take the censer of prayer and run into the plague in our cities, in our nations, in our schools, in our families. But we had a word from the Lord regarding prodigals today. It was brought up. And we believe that you are an errand standing in for the prodigals to come home, for the prodigals that are dead to enter into the land of the living. So if that is you today and you have a prodigal in your family, an unsaved loved one, would you just stand right now? You have a neighbor, you have a coworker, you have somebody in your life that does not know Jesus.
Jesus. We are stepping into the mantle of Aaron. Would you pray over him, babe? I want want you to pray, but here's what I want you to do. After Jan finishes praying, because I feel this so strongly, I want you to say these very words. Call their name and say, time to come home and just keep doing it for just a number of moments. I want you to pray and release them because I want them to say, Lord, they're coming home. So you call their name. You call their name. Come home. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Spirit of God's going to take that paga where you drive out the adversary and tear down the strongholds and call them home. Pray over us, Jan. So Father, we step into this prophetic prayer moment and we take the incense of prayer and Lord we call the name and the names of those that do not know you in this moment and we love of Jesus over their life. We release the perfect love of Jesus into his heart. Lord, we say break the chains. We say dismiss the blindness off of their eyes. Lord, pour oil upon their hearts and heal their hearts. And Lord, we call them in. We call them in. We call them into salvation. We call Lord with you Jesus yes God yes God Can we honor our elders? Just stay right here, buddy. Um, I went down to ask Pastor Landon, I think I have a word for you. And uh, I said, can, can I give Clay a word? And he said, well, of course, just right now. And so, sorry for the interruption. From one Amarillo boy to another. <laughs> yeah. I know you feel, you've been sensing a mantle of authority uh, settle on the two of you. And I'm, I'm confirming today that God has called you to Dallas. He's called you to lead a campus in that community and to reach a generation, a Gen Zers and Gen Xers and a, a young generation who need the anointing that is on your life. And I, I thought of this, this is Psalm uh, 78, 72. It talks about David and he said, 
it says uh, that um, he chose David, his servant, and he took him from the sheepfolds. Amarillo's, I don't know, has, has much sheep, but it's kind of like sheepfolds. My dad told me one time that there was a military base there. Uh, a guy went AWOL and they didn't count him uh, as uh, gone for three days because they could still see him. It's, you know, that, it's that kind of a place, flat. So it's kind of like a sheepfold, you know, not a favored place. Took him from the sheepfolds, from following the ewes that had, had young, he brought them to shepherd Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. And this is what applies to you. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them with the skillfulness of his hand. There's an anointing on you to do this work and God, God will bless you. Stay humble, keep a servant attitude, but remember you're stepping into a stronghold of the enemy and it, it will be a spiritual battle, but you're, you're up for it. You, you know, we, we mentioned, I mentioned the, the strength. You, you are mighty in spirit and though I, I don't know, maybe under that you got some bulk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah, it's confirmed. He does. Okay. <laughs> but you're a mighty man in the spirit for sure. And you're able to take on the forces that you'll encounter. So you stand firm and take Dallas by storm. Amen. All right. I just feel like we're supposed to close with this again. Isn't the prophetic fun? So this is the year of fortifying. And fortif fortification means bring bringing strength to a weak area. And I just feel like the prophetic has been attacked. The prophetic has gotten weird. It's, some of you are, are, have been abused prophetically because someone said, God said, and it wasn't the Lord. And so as we close out, if that's you, if you've been injured by the prophetic, I just feel like the Lord wants to redeem it today. So could I just ask you to just come forward? We're gonna sing a song, and I just believe that the Lord's gonna administer healing to the prophetic, and the prophetic is so important. This is the way, one word, one word changes everything. God loves you at the right time. It changes everything. The Lord needs us to operate prophetically. So just come forward. We're gonna sing this song. There's a ladder in the lashes of the back of my high priest because it's by the cross that we can even do this, that we can have fun, that we can be refreshed by his presence. And so I just feel like the Lord wants to heal today. So God, right now, I pray that you would minister to your sons and daughter. God, any wound that's been inflicted by the enemy with the attention of getting people to back away from the prophetic right now, we lean in, Father. We wanna, we wanna hear your voice for the encouragement and the edification of others. God, would you speak to us? Would you heal us, Father? Heal us of these wounds. Fortify us, Father. We ask these things in your name. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Mercy Culture Church. If this podcast has blessed you, we'd like to encourage you to share it with a friend. To learn more about us, find us on social media and online at mercyculture.com. 